Welcome to a brand new episode, a special brand new episode of the Beats Special Bruising. edition <laughs> of the Beats Brews and Points of View podcast. Um, here with my partner in podcasting sitting across from me, Eman Bates. I don't even know if this counts as a number, but that's the PIP. That is me, and this is episode 88. I don't think this is. Yeah, I'm it not, is. It I, is. It's 88. This is it's 88. definitely an episode. I feel like this is a special no, episode. No, this is episode 88. Nah, we, 1,000% it's 88. I. Uh, Eighty-eight. Let's call it, yeah, eighty-eight point five or eight, no? Eight, what was it? Eighty-seven. We just did eighty-seven point five. Let's call it eighty-seven point five, and then eighty-seven point seven five for the other one. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But anyways, I kicked that off um, with Stevie Wonder's "Evil" off of his amazing album "Music of My Mind," because. Tonight, this is a special edition of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. Um, we are going to be talking about two subjects in one, but specifically only those two. You're not going to get something old, something new tonight, or even a beer segment. We're literally just talking about these two things because we are going to be on vacation. Well, I'm going to be, be on, on vacation next week. trips next and uh, so, two weeks. And E-Man the following week. So we're doing all of this tonight for you. But, um, yeah, so that's evil, and the reason I started it with the song Evil is because, man, it just feels like there's so much evil going on in this world, and Stevie Wonder makes me feel a little bit of resolve in all of those uh, terrible shit, and we, we just talked about it on the episode before this, but just our, our, our thoughts and our love and our prayers and all our well wishes go to the people in Gaza that have been horribly 
um, just disastrously striked by these air strikes, specifically the kids and the women, um, and the you know the peaceful stuff that just has nothing, nothing to do with this is genocide, and it's really sad to see. So, our love was as love our love is with them. Um, but anyways, the two topics that we're going to be talking about tonight is Stevie Wonder because it was his 71st birthday, and he means a lot to us as a musician. He means a lot to the city of Detroit. Um, just you know, he he's really just I, in my opinion, he's the goat. He's my favorite of our artist of all time. I can't speak for E Man, but he's definitely my favorite artist of all time. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about him, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Slash Hip Hop Hall of Fame. Slash Hip Hop well. Hall of Fame. And then we'll also throw in some shit about the Trap Museum while we're at it. Yep. So, <laughs> um, so do you want to kick it off with the... Let's start with the I hip-hop do, I, There's, there's, the there's one thing stuff. I do want to talk about real quick before we get into any of these topics, because mm-hmm. we missed it on the last episode, but since we're talking about Detroit and Legends, I do want to give a quick shout-out to Ben Wallace for making it to yes! the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame, yes. as well as Paul Pierce, Chris Bosch, and Chris Webber. Chris Webber, you know, was obviously in the Fab Five, yes, Michigan. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's another Michigan boy we want to shout out. Yep, But, absolutely. yeah, uh, quick, so I just want to throw that out there to them. But, ben Wallace is probably one of my favorite Pistons of all time, too. He was just like, he was literally, he he embodied Detroit. Like, everyone, him and Rashid, bro, both of the fucking Wallaces. That, ah, 04 Pistons, man. What was that, 04 or was it 06 when we won the title? Uh, 04, 04, right? Yeah, 04. 04. I was definitely not in high school at that time, <laughs> so yeah. Amazing. Oh, shout out to all that squad. Right. Tayshawn Prince, Chauncey Billups. Uh, Rip Hamilton. Rip Hamilton. Oh, that Darko Militich, baby. <laughs> yeah, Darko Militich. Fuck Darko. We could have had Dwayne. We could have had Dwayne Wade. We could have had Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh. We could have Carmelo had Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. Oh we, my we, god. We didn't have LeBron. We oh. there's no way we would have got LeBron, but LeBron was also in that draft. It's a sad sight <laughs> to see, um, especially with the state of the Pistons. Although the Pistons have a bunch of young, scrappy guys, and they just uh, re-signed Dwayne Casey. There. Uh, no, the Pistons. Coach. Pistons are gonna be okay in like the next like few years. They'll be okay. Okay, I think they'll be okay, but right. I have gotten a shitload of enjoyment out of the NBA. I think I said that last episode, but if you're not watching the NBA right now, approaching the playoffs, it's really competitive and it's a lot of fun to watch. And I really, en- I, I know some people hate on it, like LeBron hated on it, but I think the play-in playoff game is pretty fucking cool. I think it's a cool idea, so I'm, I'm excited to watch it. It actually kicks off on my birthday on Tuesday, on May 18th. So that is going to be pretty sweet to watch. That's what I'm going to be doing for All my right. birthday. So I, we, I do want to bring this topic up, and this was like our like big topic, along with Stevie Wonder, obviously. There, we cannot get enough Stevie Wonder love out of here. Mm-hmm. But we do want to talk about, since the, since the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced like Jay-Z, was announced in there as long as like a lot of other like dope acts like Goo Goo Dolls. I saw uh, uh, Dave. What's David Grohl's band name? And I'm, draw, I'm, drawing a, I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been I apologize. A long week. I it's been you. a long week. It's been a busy day. This is like our other. Po- this is like the second. Pot it's actually of the, the day. second time David Grohl is getting in here, by the way, because he's also he's in Nirvana. With Nirvana. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, those announcements came out, but then we uh, we asked the question of like, why is there not a hip hop Hall of Fame? Because we talked about Jay Z, LL Cool J was also mm. inducted too after a couple different tries. It turns out there actually is a hip hop Hall of Fame, but it doesn't get enough credit as it does like the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The uh, hip hop Hall of Fame was founded in 1992 by the Hip Hop Hall of Fame Awards creator and executive producer James J T Thompson a New York City native and Los Angeles-raised hip-hop connoisseur. 
The Hip Hop Hall of Fame was launched globally in September 1995 at Harlem's historic restaurant, mm. Sylvia's, which unveiled the plans for the York. museum, educational programs for the BET cable network. Wait. Oh, no. It announced the BET. Okay. So, wait, I'm sorry. I botched that. So, an education <laughs> program and the BT Cable Network deal for inaugural Hip Hop Hall of Fame award TV show. So, the the Hall of Fame like was going to get presented on BT. Oh, that's so, cool. I got it. The event was attended by Hip Hop Forefather, uh, DJ Cool Herc, and Grandmaster Kaz, uh, Pebble Poo of DLB and the Fearless Four, DJ Tony Tone, and LA Sunshine, LA Sunshine of the Treacherous Three. So I got yeah. some classic shit in there, right? Absolutely. Uh, the Hip Hop uh, Hall of Fame Museum was funded by the Hip Hop Hall of Fame Award TV show after broadcasting on BT, produced by Juanita Williams of Dove Entertainment in the mid-1990s, molded after the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame model. Why doesn't this get enough credit as, especially since hip hop, don't get me wrong, and I think it will, like, in the long run, but... Rap hip hop is the number one genre in the world as of today, mm-hmm. like as of today's time for yep. sure. When we still think about people getting to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, this goes to a big culture thing for me. So it's like we have to, you know, as a black man in America, we have to like learn certain things. Like we, it's kind of crazy that we have to learn certain things and adapt to certain things, but a lot of people don't adapt to stuff from our culture necessarily mm. we kind of have to find our own route like for instance we love we gotta love the backstreet boys and instinct why don't instinct why don't anybody know about like jodeci or you know like boys and men or stuff like that on like a mass scale people do know about boys and men mm-hmm. mind you obviously but obviously. like on like a huger scale like that type of scale what i mean in the same vein so, no, yeah. I, I guess here let me let me take the reins real quick because e-man's being nice as a white person, I feel like I can say this. I'm being PC. Um, I, I feel like I can say this is it's it's a race thing. It really is because when it comes down to it, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has notoriously not put in hip hop artists and R and B artists um, of the I want to say of the '90s and on because I think that because of they're black and and I think that it's because. Because obviously the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has artists that are not rock and roll in there, and they always have. And they're, and, and you know, and I just think that it's, it's time for them to keep up with the times. Hip hop has now rock and roll used to be, um, that shit, right? It was popular music. That was what was and big in what, the sixties. And that's 70s. what makes sense. Right, I agree, and it makes, and sense. It, it makes sense why because the. When then we look at like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, when was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame created? Uh, like, I'm not exactly sure on when it was created. I could Google that quick. Um, let's see. When did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame open? September? No, it opened in September '95. Hall of Fame start. The actual museum started in '95. Okay. Um, so this is like in the midst 1983. of like, So this is like in the midst of like the grunge era when the actual like building came in right. place, right? So but 83 that was still like the hair bands going on and stuff like that. So rock and roll was definitely like the top genre around that time. Mm-hmm. And now so, yeah. hip hop is that shit. Hip hop is rock and roll now today. What you accept it or not, you can be an old crotchety white person about it and not accept it, but it is 
that's what is popular right now. The, the rock this stars is, are the hip hop artists. Exactly. Now. Like all the kids are still in rapper swag and yep. hip hop culture swag, not rock and roll swag so much. I mean, don't and get me wrong. There, there are the people out there that years. are. There are definitely people out there that still. And uh, I mean, you got like rappers adapting to the rock and roll stuff too. Mm-hmm. But that goes into like that narrative of it's like we're adapting to that culture and they're not really like trying to like accept our culture. And that goes into like a thing about appreciation versus appropriation too. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean to like appreciate something without stealing from it? Yeah. So what does that mean? Like, yeah, and that's a tough one. That's like, that's a tricky subject to dance around because anyone that makes music is influenced by other music. Like, yeah. there's just no way around that. There's no way of getting around that at all. Like, you're going to be influenced by what you have heard. It's the reason why people start making music I in mean, the you place. think about, like, <laughs> say, know? like, Elvis, for instance. Elvis got yeah. his swag from, like, Sister Rosetta Thorpe yeah. and, like, other art. Little Black Richard. Black oh, Like, yeah, all the stuff sure. like that. Yeah, like... Led but, Zeppelin got their swag from Char- Chuck Berry. I mean, they got sued by Chuck Berry and successfully sued by Chuck Berry. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, I mean, that's black artists have been the forefront of music in every genre, really. So that yeah. that needs to be said. Like, in every single genre, black artists have started that shit. It started with the cotton fields and spring different uh Spiritual songs. I don't know if you can say that. Get away with it. I don't know if you can say that. No, it's true. I mean, but there's there's nothing controversial about what I said. It's the truth. It's literally the truth. That's where. I mean, that's how the soul. That's how like. I mean, that's. I mean, the thing is about it, and I think Vince Staples said this best. We black people in musician, we sell trauma, and Mm -hmm. it's it's really fucked to think about. But yeah. I mean, a lot of people, like, they profit off of the pain and soul mm-hmm. of black artists. So Which ties to, into what you and I were talking about with happiness is a liability Yeah, this goes well. back a couple episodes, actually. Yeah, yeah I know, right? right? You know? When you're, look, look at the podcast going full circle, right? <laughs> yeah. But No, and this goes back into, like, what we're talking about, like, just, like, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Hip Hop Hall of Fame, like, yeah, there is a hip hop hall of fame. Oh, speaking of which, the inductees, since we're at it, mm-hmm. uh, the two thousand like the inductees in the past like ten years, uh, Sugar Hill Gang, the sequence is that on the hip hop. This or is the, the hip hop okay, hall of okay. fame. Uh, Tupac Shakur, Mr. Magic, DJ Hollywood, Rap McDaniel's, and the Video Music Box. I'm not sure about that. Uh, the N Twins, Stay High, One Forty Nine, the Mercedes Ladies. Wild Style, The Movie, slash Charlie Hearn, Red Glocka, Big Do, Eminem, Biggie, and Louis the Roofless. A lot of these guys, I'm asking what you, a couple of these guys I haven't heard of. Not a lot, but a couple of them I for sure haven't heard of, unfortunately. So I definitely got to do check it out. But like the 90s, you know, Cool Herc, Grandmaster Flash, Run DMC, Zulu Nation, Easy E, and DJ Red Alert were also adapted in the 90s. Those. I know I'm I'm mm-hmm. pretty I'm very familiar with absolutely, but it's just why doesn't it get enough credit, man? Yeah, yeah it goes into like and what I, what can, not actually no we we established why it doesn't get enough credit. How can it go forward to where the hip hop Hall of Fame gets enough love as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or to that plateau? Because as we stated, hip hop and rap music is the most dominant genre in the world right now. Absolutely, like. From TikTok, like, when you think about the digital era, like shit, like right now, from like TikToks, dances, to like clothing, mm-hmm. to 
viewership to stuff like that. Like a lot of that stuff is adapted from this culture. A hundred percent. Oh, how do does this? How does this get to the same level of uh, credibility as like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And I don't think it really needs to. You know what I think really yeah. is a bigger or picture yeah. here, and what needs to happen is. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame needs to adapt with the times, and it really should just not be called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There anymore. you go. It should just be called the Music Hall of Fame. Hot damn. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. So, yeah, just drop rock and roll all together and just make it, yeah, the Hall of Fame of music or the because Hall of Fame of like, artists, like a vocal artist or recording artist, the Recording Artist Hall of Fame. Right. There you go. The recording Artist <laughs> Hall of Fame. Because honestly, in my opinion, and I know, I bet you E Man can feel the same about this, is music is. I mean, in a time where it's race relations has always been bad in this country, but I feel like the one thing that brings people together more than anything is music. It's very inclusive, and no matter what, and beer, what your yeah, and beer, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but no matter what your your take on things is, no matter where you stand politically, socially, all that shit. When you're at a concert together, all your differences are aside for you know that two hours that you're there out of the genuine love. For the music that's being played. So I think that it needs to be more inclusive in that vein. And um, I think that it will be. And just really quick before I go into because I do want to read off the induction nominees for this year. But that's also being in when it comes down to these award shows. Like they just talked about how the Golden Globes is not happening this year on NBC because we just found out the entire Hollywood foreign press is all white people. Wait, There's not what? a single black person on the entire board of really? the Hollywood Forward Press that votes for the nominees of the Golden Globes. Really? That was just I actually that, didn't know that, that. That was just unearthed. Wow. And that's why it's not happening this year. Wow, that's insane. Like no. how how could you have all white people voting on what is, you know, good in in film and art? Like that's really fucked up in like my Shonda opinion. Like Shonda Rhimes hasn't done enough shit. <laughs> right? Like, like that's just like, like Kenya Barris hasn't done enough shit. It's just like foul. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like Donald because, Glover hasn't I mean, done enough shit. Honestly, right. and I'm not just blowing smoke. I feel like black artists are the ones that are leading the way right now. They're the ones making the most high end shit, the high end art. Honestly, so and I'm not and I'm not trying to discredit white people at all because there's definitely a shitload of white people that I love that make music and art and all that I mean, stuff. Of course, I'm just saying. That it's just it's it's ridiculous at this point. How are we still here? No, it's not, how it's are not we even still about, here? It's not even about that. It's it, yeah. There. I mean, to, to your point, there are definitely like a lot of great artists, like white artists out there, and I'm not discrediting that. I mean, uh, that's like I talked about the NSYNC and Backstreet Boys reference. I fucking love NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Fire, but, fire, <laughs> huh? Fire, Toby. You hear that shit? Oh my god. <laughs> so, yeah, the Toby. How do you pronounce fire, his last fire. name? Newigwe. Newig. Is it New England? Yeah, it is. Okay. I, yeah. I learned it. <laughs> no, visually, like just from like everything about that dude and the fact that he brings his wife with him and his kids with him everywhere he Rabbit goes with in the video. It's like, God, damn, that dude is fucking crazy. And I, I really hope to see a lot more from him five years from now. I'm like, I love what he's doing now, but I can't wait to see what that dude does in the future. He's going to be sure. in that Hall of Fame he's for sure. He's going to be there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to end the episode with his new song because that fire fire is fire fire. Fire fire is fire fire. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that floor today. But anyways, I digress because we are get back to the fucking subjects at hand. But, yes, so the induction um, this year for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, just got announced. 
And the class, rightfully so, is Tina Turner. Tina Turner, I'm sorry. Uh, Carol King, who, which is, we literally just talked about her last episode because my mom was telling us that Carol King was her first album that she ever got from her brothers as a gift. So that's really dope. Carol King is an amazing singer songwriter. Tina Turner, I mean, I don't even need to say anything because she's a goat. Um, the Go Go's, Jay Z, which is literally, um, you can argue, argue best and greatest all time, but he's definitely the greatest of all time because of influence, music, what he's done for the culture, what he continues to do for younger artists and bigging them up. Like, yeah, Jay Z's the GOAT. Um, Foo Fighters and Todd Rud- Rundgren. Um, and then also, there's a couple awards being uh, dished out, which I didn't know that they actually did like different kind of awards. But so there's an early influence award going to Kraftwerk, which that makes a lot of sense because Kraftwerk literally pioneered all the electronic music that you hear today. Um, Kanye West owes a shitload of fucking gratitude oh, towards God, Kraftwerk. Yeah. Um, Charlie Patton. Who, which I need to do my homework because I don't even know who Charlie Patton is, which you're probably going to murder me for saying that, being who I am. But, and then also <laughs> Gil Scott Heron. Gil Scott Heron, who we also the played a couple The revolution will ago. not be televised. It will be live streamed on Facebook. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> no, do, but what he meant by that with the revolution will not be televised because it will be, be right there in front of yeah. you. You will be fucking there. This, you'll be seeing it live. Um, yourself and it's it's I mean how how true how what year did that even come out like it was ahead of his time man you know what I'm saying like like that and that's still happening now and that that those lyrics are still being used in all kinds of different music influence Uh, it gets he gets sampled a shitload in in 1971 1971 and you know what you know know who reminds me of him like a modern day I would say probably Zach De La Roca in a way from uh from you know who reminds me of him is um, shout out to um, Rage Against uh, the Machine. That's no, no, what I was thinking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is that just like lyrically, just like not even necessarily lyrically, but like how he delivers himself. Not not necessarily like Gilsa Heron is like not yelling and like you know like more. It's not as energetic, it's more like but like the actual the message. message yes. It, yeah, Zach Delarocco is probably the closest thing I can come up to with. To me, you know who I think of a lot in the modern in the modern day vein of who Gil Scott Heron is. Uh, Mick Jenkins reminds me a lot of Gil Scott Heron because if you're not if you're not familiar with Mick Jenkins, uh, let me pull him up real quick just so you can hear what I'm talking about. Um, Mick Jenkins, he he makes hip hop music, but it kind of feels like it has that like jazzy, almost kind of uh, similar vibe a little bit to Gil Scott Heron. Um, let me just play. I'll just, you know what? I'll just rock off the very first track off his album, Pieces of a Man, just for a clip so you can hear what, what I'm talking about. The song's actually called Hair and Flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good to be here. I'm excited that so many of you can come out and share these vibrations with us. My name, of course, excuse me, my name, of course, is Mick Jenkins. My organization and my family is called Free Nation. And we are here this evening to give you some free thought, some food for thought. Uh, We've been breaking bread over thoughts concerning the man from place to place with face to face conversation, which 
can be an easy thing to lose sight of in the light of this digital age. What we are talking about concerning the man is a red hot case of dot, dot, did it, dot, dot, dash. The remorse code. The damned if I know. Dot, dot, did it, dot, dot, dash means damned if I know. And, and the reason this has become such a popular phrase in different black communities around the nation is because there are more and more things black people thought they had a handle on that they sort of seen slowly slip away from them. More and more things the black man specifically has kind of just let go. music based but that intro is definitely in i mean it was definitely dedicated to gil scott heron without a question because that's what he did i mean it was very like jazzy background music as he was spitting the truth to the crowd so um we got to send our love and respect to him um i want to talk about real quick because we were talking just the museums i do want to mention that there is the uh ti did the uh the trap music a museum. The trap music hall of talk, fame as well. No, not all. Yeah, it's like a trap music museum. It's also an escape room in Atlanta. Really? Yeah. How does that even make sense? So the the goal is to escape the trap. Get it? <laughs> Get it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's so dope. So I I know a little like little baby just got like a uh, little exhibit exhibit in there, but it look. But you have like the two uh the pretty girls like trap music theme to it. You got T.I. Like, I'm looking at the photos right now. T.I. is like closet. It's a bunch of tuxes and a bunch of AKs. That's uh, so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean, there's some cool shit to it. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of dope stuff to it. So shout out to uh, James Miller is the marketing director for the Trap Museum. Uh, he said in a quote, we want to make sure we put a black-owned business in the heart of community that the city has forgotten and show the city as that a successful business can be driven in a forgotten-about area. So he put it, I guess, on uh, I'm so I'm guessing like Zone Six Atlanta to be honest with you, because that's that's what would make sense yeah. to be honest with you. Um, Probably so. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this a little bit more and talk about for it for sure. But yeah, and and before we move on, because we definitely got to switch into the Stevie Wonder gear for the last ten minutes of the episode. But um, I do want to say, besides the early influence award on um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees for this year, there's also <laughs> the musical. <laughs> Excellence Award. They got a kitchen where which you is being crack. awarded. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, um, so there's also the Musical Excellence Award that's being um, given to LL Cool J, rightfully so, Billy Preston and Randy Rhodes. Um, who Randy Rhodes? I don't, I'm not. Sh- I'm not super familiar with Billy Preston. Don't kill me for that either. But Randy Rhodes is from Ozzy Osbourne and uh, that whole era. But um yeah, so we got to switch gears a little bit here because we don't want to keep Eric here for a million years. Um, into Stevie Wonder, and I don't obviously I don't have to talk too much in length of the greatness of Stevie Wonder, but I think that's something that is really cool that needs to be talked about. Um, with Stevie Wonder is his classic period, 
in music. And what I mean by his classic period in, in music is when Stevie Wonder turned 21, all of this money that was in the trust for him, right? So he got signed to Motown Records when he was 11 years yeah, old, right? And he outplayed the shit out of it. <laughs> you know on the saying? piano and everything. Yeah, everything, right? Oh, so, my God. And I, I talked about this briefly on a very early episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. Like, this was back when E and I were still in my basement in Westland recording on the couch, I think is the last time I brought up the classical period. Um, but it's, it basically entails when Stevie turned 21. He had been making music for already a decade in Motown, and so all this music that had been built in this trust for him now was going to be rightfully awarded to him. So he had he came into you know all this money at once, millions and millions of dollars, right? Millions, and so Barry Gordy really had to pull out all the stops to keep him with Motown. Because he could have done whatever he wanted at that point. He could have gone independent. He could have, you know, signed with a million other different labels at that point. So Barry Gordy had to really pull out all the stops to keep him there. And in that time period, he recorded five of his best albums. Like, literally in five years, he recorded Music of My Mind, Talking Book, Intervention, Intervisions, I'm sorry, which is my favorite album. I can't believe I mispronounced it. Um, Fulfillingness, First Finale. And Songs of the Key of Life, which is a double album. And that literally took place between 1972 and 1976. He recorded all of those albums. And I think what's crazy about that is not only are those his five best, but he didn't have anyone else playing on that shit. He played all the fucking instruments on that, on every track. He like people. A lot of people don't know that... Stevie Wonder was one of the baddest motherfucking drummers ever on the face of the earth in the 70s. Like, that dude was killing it. As a blind man, was killing it. <laughs> like, that's Jesus, so crazy man. to me. Like Stevie is a Stevie monster, is well, just a the musician, goat of dude. the goats, like, in um, my opinion. He's got a gajillion Billboard hits. Um, credits all over the place. Credits all over the play, place. He's I mean, playing harmonica in uh, that Travis Scott track. Travis Scott, <laughs> like he's still relevant to this day. He's still killing it. He he played at Nipsey Hussle's funeral. Like it's crazy. Like Stevie Wonder is, without question, I think the most important thing that happened to Detroit music. The most important thing that happened to Motown as a label. Um, I know Barry Gordy and Smokey that. Robinson would probably say the same thing. Um, besides, like him and him and Michael. Him and Michael, bro. Straight up. Um, and yeah, so those albums, if you haven't if you haven't gone back, let me read these one Michael's back. Michael's from or, Indiana though. So He's from yeah. Indiana, but they came here early in Detroit and that's where the right. Jackson Five kicked off was with Motown. And and Stevie's actually from Detroit. I mean, yeah, he's so actually, that's the only reason I'm like, yeah, Stevie's got a little bit of an edge right there. He's actually but, yeah. from Grand Rapids. Saginaw. Saginaw? Saginaw, Saginaw. yes. Similar. Same place. (laughs) Close. I mean, about an hour away. No big deal. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, and it was just his birthday, so happy birthday to the greatest of all time. He is the best. Let me read off those titles for you one more time because I fucked him up the first time, so you can go and check him out yourself because I'm about to get Intervisions tattooed on my arm. I'm not even joking with you. Music of my mind, talking book, Intervisions, fulfillingness, first finale, and Songs of the Key of Life, which is a double disc. Go check it out. And if you're not versed on it, there's a whole lot of information on it that you can type in Stevie Wonder's classic period in Google and get your fucking mind blown. And literally on on YouTube as well, like 
there's video of him playing the drums, and I heard there's about to be a new documentary coming out about some of these early soul musicians um, and, like, behind-the-scenes footage of them in the studio, so I'm very excited for that. I'm not sure of the title of it, but I read about it. So, yeah, um, that is definitely what we needed to say in this episode, yep. and we were talking about Toby and Wigwe on the episode and his new track. So if you're not familiar with Toby, let me just briefly let me tell you. Um, five, five. He's just an awesome u- artist out of Texas. Toby is uh, the man, bro. He's he really absolutely is. the man. He has such clear, clear vision for what he wants to do with his music and his visuals, his art. He, And also, I think it's so refreshing because in hip-hop, you hear bitch this, ho that. All the time, and I'm not hating because I listen to that type of shit. But, and he's an artist that bigs up his wife and his family constantly, constantly. And I think that's really cool and important because, hey, you can be a cool artist talking about monogamy and your actual like relationship that matters to you more than I'm fucking this chick and I'm fucking that chick. So I think that's really respectable. I think that's something that needs to be said. Um, but yeah, so he's got a new track out called Fire Fire. And I mean, that's all it really needs to be said. So we're going to end this episode with that. Here's Fire Fire, and we will see you guys next time. Peace. And it's featuring his wife as well, Fat. Who is pregnant, by the way? So congratulations. Oh my gosh, he killed in that video. Look, dog, I'm extra unique. My whole aura screen talent. I've been listening to Fella Griselda and Marvin Wines just to make sure I'm balanced. I'm from the way. Half of my partners is savage, the other half made it out the mud, but the taste of sludge didn't alter their palate. Yeah, I'm a dog, I'm a beast, and your father figure. That little P365 was just fast starter pistol. She got a scorpion too, and a stang you just like a scorpion do. If a demon get gregarious, my little Harry don't do what accordions do. That means bold, I was told by the G's of old. Keep your lady close, make sure she can work a pole. But they wasn't referring to strip hell. I'm still by faith with the clippers. I done been blessed with a woman that pray heavy, but turn the freak on the liquor. She keep the devil off me like the cherubim. She make it clear to hold that we ain't sharing them. I wish that you can easy like a chariot. They gave a legend, hey, we had to bury him. But that's how I be in the jungle. I grew up around wildlings and mongrels. Ready to slump it. Fuck you a jumpier. I rock the stars to be hungry. I told my baby girl she gon' have more in her head than just product and bundles. They say I'm rapping with hunger. I tell them hell no, I'm eating. If you book me for a show and I can't bring my wife and my babies, I'm leaving. Big daddy energy speaking. I keep the enemy tweaking. I can go huh all on the track and they'll say I'm the hardest one breathing. I am a beacon for heathen. Me and my hood got cohesion. It's on me, get with left 30 inch.
Uh-huh. Uh-huh.